Introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cams. It can be easily installed at your convenience and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. More rewarding than the Apex Legends Battle Pass, this is the E-League Report, the best damn esports show you'll listen to this week. I'm Brian, he's seven, and we're coming at you live from the scene of a coin flip that will determine if the podcast gets renewed. (laughs) I feel like every time we go to start the show, I'm excited here with kind of a strange (laughs) intro slash, it's almost like an elbow jab to something either like it's it's always an inside joke that nobody gets. We find it really funny. I think it's hilarious. But I don't know if half the people get it funny half the well, half the time. Half half the people, half the time. What's the percentages <laughs> work out there? I know, we're, we're we're too early in the show to do math. Clearly, on this episode, Auto Chess is all grown up. The Apex Legends Battle Pass is here, and it's something. Big changes come to Overwatch League in Stage Two. Call of Duty is coming to mobile, and Artifact Esports aren't even worth a dollar. But first, the surest way to get a Blizzard announcement continues to be us recording a show. It is. It's true. I think every time we record a show, either the following day or fo- like hours later, they announce something rather large. It's like large. PR has like cameras, and they're like, oh, 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 they ship the show. Let's do hey, it. They're done talking shit about us. Might as well announce something that'll be a positive thing, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do this on purpose because they don't want us to be the, they want us to be the last people to talk about anything. Yeah, but we, we, we goofed them this week. Uh, they released something that's not too pleasant. After we should have recorded, uh, which is why we're late. But now this is also funny. Yes. Yes. So we are talking about, of course, the Hearthstone expansion, Rise of the Shadows, which was announced shortly after recording last. Uh, The expansion introduces some new mechanics, uh, new keyword, new uh, minion type, so to speak. So we've got lackeys, which are the new minion type, schemes, which are a new mechanic, and twin spell, which feels a lot like Echo to me. Uh, I know it's, it is. it's slightly Very different. Close. Um, but so what are your thoughts? You've been waiting for this. Things were going to get exciting. You were going to love Hearthstone again. Uh, here you go. Well, on the 14th, they actually dropped the new patch, the, some of the quality of life things that they wanted to do before, which made me happy It was that they were coming out. Not a new set. It's hard to get excited about a new set when there's only like 12 cards released so far. But, but uh, you get angry after just one card. Well, yeah, I can do that from time to time. <laughs> uh, it, that's all it takes is like one OTK combo piece uh, added in here, and I'll be I'll be an upset man. Uh, but essentially, what happened is is uh, they they dropped the new set, which is a combination of uh, it's kind of tying a lot of the the past sets together. So you have Hagatha returning, Doctor Boom, Togwaggle, uh, Rafam, and uh, they've introduced a new character, which is uh, Madame Lazul. It just also comes as a priest here if you buy the bundle. Yep. So but only the mega bundle. The uh, is it just the Mega yes, Bundle? It's just oh, the Mega really? Bundle. Well, I bought them both, <laughs> so of it doesn't really matter. I'm just that. Well, I mean, it equates to like a buck a pack, which is pretty cheap. It's a half off, basically. Yeah, for, especially so for uh, pixels on a screen. Yeah, I'm st- I'm just a sad, sad man uh, when it comes to this game. Anyways, I had, I had a bunch of like points stored up in uh, iTunes, so we're good. We're good. Uh, it, but so the new. The new thing with Twin Spell, it is very much like Echo. So you get a card, but what it does, it plays a card that is identical to the previous card, 
minus the fact that it doesn't have twin spell on it, so it won't make a copy of itself. So This feels like charge versus rush. Like, oh, we went a little too far this time, we're going to scale it back. It slightly. allows them to... Uh, what, the repeated thing you're going to see here is a lot of past mechanics and past cards coming back um, and maybe tweaked a little bit. It almost feels like maybe a best of set, or that's might be what they're going for. Again, twelve cards, hard when, to you when can't you've call run out anything. of ideas. Well, well, when you've when you've taken out some incredibly powerful cards. I mean, we're talking about Frozen Throne going away, Catacombs going away. Uh, I mean, so Death Knights go away. The most powerful set ha- that has been dropped in Catacombs is gone. Uh, so there's going to be a huge uh, reset when it comes to the meta. So the new cards. I mean, to have familiar cards come back in, in some ways is is kind of an easy thing from a design standpoint. When it comes to like a lore, they can have fun with it. But didn't I'm we not kind of see this, this with old gods? Like, wasn't this kind of the gimmick of old gods as well, which is like corrupted versions of the cards we've seen in the so, past? Yeah, there was some of that. There was some of that, like the like corrupted version of a hogger and things like that. So they they there's Mega Cthulhu, um, Mecha Cthulhu in uh, in Boom set. Yeah, so there's. I mean, we've we've seen this before. Lackeys is new minion type. There's not a ton about that. Uh, schemes are a new mechanic. It's basically spells that upgrade through a specific effect. So, for instance, uh, like keeping it in your hand for multiple turns. Uh, I don't think all the schemes have been revealed, so it could be something other than turns. Although I think the only ones that have been re- revealed are turn based. Basically, just seems it's kind of like a weird modification to quests, except now you just hold well, it and it gets better. I mean, there are already spells that will upgrade after, like, uh, like usually the spell stones would upgrade, so it's very much like a spell stone mechanic. Yep. Um, but it may, I don't know if it continues to vary or not. Again, rehashing another mechanic, uh, even like Hagatha gets the Kazakus's thing where you get a new beast, you get a 5 5, I don't know what it is, it's, uh, something like a tar i don't know it's like a elemental basically i think um but you get to choose two spells that it casts out at random so so what you're saying is, is all the people with all the cool ideas left and so they're just starting over again um maybe or this it could have been like the last set that was being worked on by that team that maybe left they just gave up uh maybe or they just uh, this is kind of an homage to the things that they've already built which is kind of cool it's like a good a good goodbye. I, I, guess. I appreciate the attempts at positivity that you were making. Oh, sir. yeah. Well, let's ruin that real quick. So let's move on to our next piece, which was uh, what I had mentioned. That we we fooled them on. We were going to record yesterday and then had to put it off a day. And uh, Sam Braithwaite, uh, which I know you you he's you my love favorite, to love favorite person in all of these words. Right, right, right. Uh, made some comments around competitive integrity. Integrity. Uh, on the Hearthstone Reddit. Now, this is around competitive integrity in Hearthstone esports specifically. He's uh, the a presence uh, or the lack thereof. <laughs> well, uh, largely, what happened is is he, he's he's addressing the Roger situation we, we've talked about on the on the uh, Roger Apocalypse, <laughs> the Roger Apocalypse show, right? Uh, so, while it's great to see them actually recognize these issues, it's hard to not feel like this is potentially unfair, problematic. I mean, you could, I can throw multiple things at this. Was there any other way of approaching this? Any way but this way? Like, <laughs> this is weird. It feels like, oh, we've already made the decision to make him part of the championships, so we're not going to remove him from that. Instead, we're going to actually punish him harder and say, sorry, dude, you don't get to be part of Grandmasters, which, to be clear, we're not even 100% sure what that even means at this point because they have <laughs> right. not announced all the details. But I assume it's going to suck harder than one tournament. Now, I get it's the end of the season tournament. You could make the argument that, 
well, being out of the end of the season tournament and missing the chance to potentially be world champion would be a big deal. But if I look at it from a financial and a gameplay standpoint, you could probably make more over the course of a season that you might be excluded from, especially if Grandmasters turns out to be this extravagant thing like they're talking about in Vegas and all this attention being put on it. That seems like a bigger miss. And I don't know that you can just retroactively be like, yeah, you know how we said that was okay? We changed our mind. Well, the, here's the thing. They, don't, they didn't necessarily say it was okay. This is the, the thing about this post. I have, I have multiple gripes about it. The first one being that it was done just on Reddit. It wasn't tweeted about. It wasn't a blog post. Short of nothing. like releasing this on a Friday night is about the short only of releasing this in like a local fucking newspaper. Like you know, hey, you know what they should have done? They should have sent it only to us. Yeah, no, nobody would have like heard it. Twenty people would have heard. Right, it. Right, right. They're going to bitch about it anyways. Let them, let them have something official to talk about. Uh, so the fact that it was just released on Reddit. Watch, I, while there is a, a large contingency of Hearthstone players on Reddit, it's not. It's if you want to talk about talk about integrity as a whole, you release it to everybody, especially on the Hearthstone Reddit, like your esports e- Reddit piece, right? So I I don't get why HSD Sports didn't tweet it out. I don't get why it's not a blog post. It basically feels like it's in at this point in time when we're talking about it, it's about nineteen hours old, almost a full day old, and it's not out yet. No, because they want to do it, but they don't want to make a big deal about the fact that they did it, because then they have to explain why they waited so long to make a decision on it. Right, right. And and for people who don't know, posting it in official capacity means that now they're aware of it. So here's essentially why I... Another gripe that I have is that they said that in April was the original trade, the win trading piece that he was found guilty of, right? And so they failed there was an internal miscommunication around correct internal miscommunication Sorry, around issuing and rolling my eyes at this one. yeah around uh basically creating a, a like an official uh like reprimand or punishment for it then came the hearthstone global games where his whole team was found to be cheating there's some murkiness in there around whether around the translation of the rules in those regions, and that's what some people are thinking might be the problem. But I mean, either way, an interim is like you, you it, knew it this. It took you almost twelve months from the original infraction to get this sorted out. What kind of miscommunication are we talking about? Someone starts speaking alien languages, right? right. And so, Sam Braithwaite, I uh, there's uh, two sides to this. One. Uh, he's coming forward and taking responsibility for it, saying we're going to change it, right? We know he just kind of hopped in in, what, December, I think it was? Maybe November he jumped it in? It depends on which article you read. Right, right. So, he, but he's only been in, in, I guess you could say, in power for so long. Um, but uh, Chichu was actually the person who was largely in charge of Hearthstone Esports at that point in time. So this largely falls on his shoulders. Damn it, Tim Chichu. Braithwaite is just like kind of falling on the sword at this point, uh, which I get, something. but <laughs> – I know. I know. There's no. He has no ability to win in your eyes. I know this. Nope. Uh, at this point in time, I, I just. Sorry, Sam. I mean, I don't know. I mean, outside of basically posting in redditor to redditor, looking for people to to join in on farm gaming online. I don't know what he's been doing. If this was so obvious in the community before the tournament even happened, and during it, like they yanked them during H, like they had an invite for oh. HGG. And they pulled them after finding it. Why? Why was he even allowed to get that far? I don't get it. What internal miscommunication? The internal miscommunication was we made one decision that didn't go over well, so then we backtracked. Yeah, that's the miscommunication. Pretty, pretty damn awful. 
Uh, moving on to Dota 2, after destroying Ninjas and Pajamas 2-0 in Dream League Season 11, EG have secured enough DPC points to join Team Secret and Virtus Pro at TI9. So at this point, we are pretty much at the midpoint of Valve's implementation of the Dota Pro circuit, for which they announced the major format changes we talked about earlier in the summer. Uh, how do you think this is going so far? I think there's some interesting side effects from the changes. Uh, one, it is... Nice for teams to know, like have a clearer path to getting to TI, and uh, one that's far more visible to, to the public. They also, I believe, they talk about not doing invites this year, so that yep. there's no like fan favorite, so Navi doesn't just automatically get added in or whatever Dendy's on. So there's, uh, <laughs> so that is that is, is is nice to know. The one of the things that's I do find interesting is that teams by knowing earlier on that they are in the running or really close to the running or have already made it, aren't going to make roster shuffles Correct. as much. And the team, but the this other side effect is the teams that know that they're way out of the running and they have no chance at this point are dumping rosters earlier on. Now, whether or not that would have happened in the past, who knows? I mean, there, there wasn't more of it at least, but what this does is we saw earlier on that the, the teams, we even see this in CSGO, the teams that carry over from season to season, uh, tend to not have those growing pains earlier on and have the ability to earn points. Um, and then you have teams like eHome, which seem to be kind of falling apart. I don't really know what's going on. So I think there are some pluses and minuses to it. Overall, I think it's nice. I think it's working out well. Um, you've got a team like EG, which has uh, come in, you know, basically the kings the kings of third place. They've come in uh, third place at uh, Chongqing. They've come in third place at Kuala Lumpur. Um, and but now become... After this last round, they've made it, right? So it, it shows that teams that uh, are consistent, even though you, you haven't won a first place or a second place, you can still make it in uh, pretty early on because we still have a couple months left and a couple tournaments left. Yeah, to get in there. fact, so we've got Epicenter Moscow, which is going to be held in June the 22nd through the 30th, which will be the last Dota 2 major for the year of uh, a chance to get part of that million-dollar prize pool. But more importantly, uh, is worth 15,000 uh, DPC points total. Um, to go towards TI9. So still a good chance for some teams to make some yeah. late moves. Yeah, I think uh, also one thing to mention, too, is that they I believe they're taking the top 12, um, and uh, PSG slash LGD and Fnatic are pretty close to tying it in there. They haven't locked it in, but they easily could, depending on uh, how they fare at the, the next round, the next tournament. So uh, it's it's quite possible. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Like I wasn't really intending that piece. But uh, uh, the Chronosphere Cup, which is an artifact tournament uh, with a $10,000 prize pool, uh, was pro- was postponed indefinitely by organizers, Nerd Street Gamers. This actually comes after, like the day after they hopped on Reddit, said, no, we are definitely having the tournament. <laughs> and then they end up like shuddering. Uh, so they haven't officially called it off. Uh, but it's what, what that yeah. is is they said it's coming, and then somebody at Valve was like, "No, don't waste your time." Maybe, like, okay. maybe, maybe. Uh, so if organizers really, I mean, if they can't find a value or a return on investment on a ten thousand dollar tournament, what does this mean for Valve's mysterious one million dollar investment? It, it in, means in it has already gone somewhere else. If anybody has half a brain, there's so, nothing you can do to bring this game back. No, and all that, I don't know if you know, it's like, uh, uh, I think we, we totally missed it because, well, uh, 
I guess you could say because it's dead, artifact. Dead, dead game, dead news. But they they let go of uh, Garfield on the ninth, I think. Oh, so they laid off like eleven. Valve laid off secretly, like laid off like eleven or like seventeen people, somewhere around that that number. Uh, Garfield and his number one guy were let go. I, I'm assuming some of them were like I guess they were basically at end of contract, so they weren't really re upped. Right. There's some haziness there. Uh, Garfield basically said at this point. They could take either my advice or advice from like three donkeys, and it would be the same equivalent effect. Wow. Like he was just basically uh, somewhat upset about it, uh, and they've they've essentially gone quiet now around artifact. And I don't think it's coming. I don't think it's. I, I mean, it never to say it would bring it back is probably a bit of a misnomer because it never really reached any heights of any note. Well, uh, the last numbers were they were having troubles like cracking a hundred players. I think they, their I last. Think I might have accidentally like, left myself logged in. <laughs> One eighteen, I think, was their last high. That's crazy talk, man. Crazy talk. Can't figure out why they wouldn't want to spend ten thousand dollars on that. Oh man, it, yeah. The, the community was hyped about because this was like, okay, there's there's an actual way to earn money now. Maybe it'll bring some people back and, and revive it. And then they postponed it. So you know it's shutting. Sad trombone. Yep, yep. Uh, another sad trombone, at least for some folks, is Apex Legends Season 1, which kicked off with the battle pass that everybody's chomping at the bit for. Now, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. Before I get into the whole battle pass drama or lack thereof, let's talk about Octane, the uh, horribly kept secret of Season 1. Uh, you and I were watching some video of his gameplay beforehand. Uh, interesting mechanics, all seemingly mostly around his ability to move around the map. Yeah, his abilities, which include uh, STEM, which is a speed boost, but it actually damages him. But you, it's somewhat spammable. But uh, in the terms of like it will, uh, but it will kill you Eventually if you continue to do it. Path. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you have to heal up. He does have Swift Men, which is a passive heal over time, but it doesn't heal up as fast as you can spam. So you can basically kill yourself by running fast. Yeah, because it's what like a six second speed boost, but with a two second cooldown. So you can yeah. you can hit it pretty hard. Yeah, you can actually. It's really good from a maneuverability standpoint. It. It's sped up like if you look at like Bangalore's passive when she gets shot at, that kind of uh, movement. Uh, but again, at will, you don't have to be shot at. Yep. So he's really good for repositioning, uh, including in that repositioning piece is, is launch pad. Uh, I which like to is, call it Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. The launch pad piece, a couple of people have found it like good at getting angles. So if you're at kind of like a strafing battle and someone's hiding behind, say, a crate or whatever, maybe throw it down, get up in the air, and you have the ability to kind of shoot down on them. Um, again, he's more of a support character in the sense of he's good at repositioning like pathfinder is right and so in this case he's good at these kind of up close 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 quarter battles and in a lot of ways where it's you like playing in market being able to reposition around another building run a climb on buildings jump on top of them get good angles uh, so in those pieces i could even see maybe at the end well the jump launchpad doesn't seem like a huge bonus like, like an end game it's not like you're you're dropping an oh, airstrike on people own somebody with my right. launch pad. uh it, it could have i'm waiting for someone to hide it in a bush and as they get attacked like someone starts coming at them to attack them they hit it and they get launched up in the air and they just win uh so <laughs> something random happens i don't know hijinks are going to be ha or ha will happen because of this thing because hijinks, hijinks that's right my friend the 30s uh, I, I like, called it. And I, like their terminology back. <laughs> i i think he's an interesting character he's definitely not overpowered from what i've seen maybe be on the, on the lines of like underpowered but there's this weird side effect right now that we've seen on play out on ptrs i mean it's what i call the overwatch effect but i think it has a much bigger uh impact in a battle royale genre which is like uh you can't get a match where all three people decide to stay in right. the squad right they don't get octane they just dump out and you might yeah. be solo going down onto the map yeah and what which is good that you're at least randomized and when you get to choose your your legends at the start 
but again, it's like the third person almost always dumps. We just saw like multiple people talking about that. I, I just, that sucks, but I don't think he's worth like not playing a game, but there's no leave penalty right now. So that also yeah. hurts you. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things they probably should imp- implement, but. And they apparently slowed him down a bit. So Shroud uh, talked about this week that he was actually in the Apex Legends playtest almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give any spoilers for people that are worried about other characters that are coming out. So be warned if you go and search the story out. He talks about some of the other characters that may be coming. But he talked about playing Octane was actually one of the first characters he played in the playtest and said that they had uh, sped him up or sped him down, I should say, significantly for the actual released version. And you talked about that you thought some of Bangalore's uh, nerfs to her speed were to make Octane feel faster in relation to her yeah. uh, passive where she's getting shot at. Yeah, I'm not really in, in, in sure of the actual numbers in what she's running, but what I did notice is while he was stemmed, he could run with a weapon slightly faster than someone who is running without a weapon already. Not as fast as he runs with his finger guns. Yeah, w- when he doesn't have a weapon out, he's even faster, which is kind of cool. The, the, the coolest part about the, the character, though, is that he, his backstory is based on on a Titanfall 2 speedrunner. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. So there's a guy in Titanfall, like if you read Octane's backstory, he talks about him losing his legs while doing like a 12-second run or something like that after blowing his legs off with his own grenade and to complete like a 12-second run, speed run. It's based off of this uh, guy, and there's the clips online where he basically tries to do this, uh, the obstacle course basically in, in, in a speed run and got 12 seconds, largely propelling himself with his own grenades and almost killing himself. So this is a, an homage to that character in some ways. So I thought yeah. that was neat. I thought they were that character, that actual real-life person. Uh, so, that character. Yeah. Crazy wild. Yeah. Neat Rapscallion. Stuff. Neat stuff, but you don't like you don't like this battle pass. Now that's a little bit of an overstatement. You hate this battle. You th- okay? Wait, it's a, it's an overstatement. The opening statement is, "Oh, the world sucks because this battle pass." Most people want I'm it, but it sucks. I'm just here to bring the jokes. I do not necessarily say that they represent my <laughs> own opinions. So I will say, as our illustrious president sometimes says, some people are saying <laughs> that the battle pass is not worth the ten dollars, and what they are pointing to is the frequency in which you get things and the quality of those things. They view that there are the weapon skins are quote unquote not really cool except for the one you get at level one hundred, and that the character skins are few and far between, none are of legendary quality, and there's a hundred levels that you have to go through. So I've seen it described as grindy, as forcing you to pay money to get to that final skin that is really cool, the weapon skin at 100. And they're basically accusing uh, them of going the EA route with the battle pass and basically not making it worth the money. Now, you feel differently, though. Yeah. You're so, right. You've already spent the 10 bucks, haven't you? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to jump in. I, I post a show. Yeah. I, that would be the first 10 bucks <laughs> I spent. By the time you listen to yeah. this, he will have bought the battle pass. Yeah. Uh, I would have done it last night. I just didn't get the chance. So... I, I believe uh, essentially that it is worth it because uh, a couple of people ran the math on it, and I've seen some varying ranges around the actual coins it takes. Or you actually or, or get in, in return for completing all 100. Now, the one thing I do agree on is the legendary skin at the end, which it's cool because it has like it's like a progressive legendary skin. So as you get kills with it. It ramps up in like the an- the animations, so it has like a flame breathing dragon. So it looks like a dragon, but after Until you kill it gives people, you seizures? yeah, it actually starts like shooting fire out like out of its nostrils or whatever on the side scope. So uh, Hyras cool. did something like this yeah. with Paladins, where they had those progressive skins. That yeah, so you oh, so finally they've been copied. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm just saying, shots fired. Yeah, the copier becomes the copy. That's why they changed their name to Evil Mojo. They're like, oh no, no, it was Hyras guys. 
Evil Mojo <laughs> would not do that to you. Uh, yeah. So that being, I think it's actually a Havoc skin even, which is, uh, yep. if I'm, yeah, I thought, it, which is to me probably the worst gun in the game outside the Mozambique is second. Uh, so it's probably not the best piece. But so this Battle Pass costs 950 coins, 10 bucks basically. Um, the math that I've seen varies anywhere from like about 4,100 to like 8,700 or maybe 4,700 to 8,100 in terms of coins you get back in return, right? So if it costs you a thousand, you're making anywhere between like four to eight times as much back in return in terms of like, if you look at the value of everything that you're getting, uh, you do get packs, you get all the different skins. Now the, the math that I've seen on the low end largely took into account, like how much people really care about things like the havoc skin. Uh, so it takes like meta. into so, account. So if you, if you feel the way seven feels about the havoc, then you may not view this. As, yeah. As you basically value. just knocked like 1800 coins off the value of it. Uh, so that piece I think is, um, it's subjective, but there's definitely a lot there. And one of the reasons why now, the reason why they say they didn't add in things like achievements, which is most people's gripe. There's no achievements based on this. So, right, which is a huge part of battle passes, yeah. and it's also how you progress faster through them. If you literally just try to grind your way through a battle pass in most games that have them without the challenge concept, I can see why people feel like they're being forced to pay their way through the levels. But this is people that are complaining before the battle pass even hit about that piece. Well, but you have no idea. You I'm have no. You have no played. idea how, um, like how the levels are gated in terms of like the amount of experience needed. Right. So it, I, I get it. The main reason why they said they didn't want to do that was because they already have all these people uh, new to the game. They didn't want to add in these other extraneous things. You felt like you had to do ultimately, I just think it wasn't ready. So they didn't do that and they had to release something. That's because something leaked and everybody's like, no, we got to have the battle pass yesterday. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's our answer. I just think that, uh, overall, like it's better to have something and something that is probably more rewarding in terms of coins and value because then a battle pass with achievements to me, I I'm, I'm okay with this because I personally hate the, the achievements piece. And some people that I know hate the achievements. You're like, such an Apex Legends apologist. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. It's not like I'm I'm like Yay, in love with boy. with respawn, but like it is what it is. So, all right. Speaking on the microtransactions, route real quick. We don't have this in the show notes, but I came across this earlier, just worth mentioning. Earlier, uh, like just now, is that what you're looking at right no, now? No, no, because okay. it reminded me of something that I saw earlier. Uh, so Blizzard announced today that they're removing paid loot boxes altogether from Heroes of the Storm. And they're moving back to their previous model of basically gold, being able to buy things for gold. So you buy gold, and then the gold can go and uh. buy the skins. Now, how much of this is in response to the lack of popularity of the game, and how much of this is based on like the court rulings we've seen in Europe? And we've talked about how I think they'll just find another way. They're not going to make like a one-off version for Belgium, for example, where this has started to become a problem. Uh, so going forward, you will be able to go back and buy things directly. Now, you can still earn loot boxes uh, from playing. And you'll get random things, but all the paid for mechanics are now purely one to one with gold. So you'll buy gold, then you'll be able to just buy whatever skin you want. Yeah, we've seen them essentially test with. Uh, we, we've seen the test with Heroes of Storm new business models quite a bit, and that kind of maybe feels like what they're doing again. It also wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if from a transaction standpoint, it makes more sense for them to go the gold route and not have to pay fees on transactions. There's probably some, it's either, it's either that a legality piece 
either they're testing a new model or financially it makes more sense for them to not pay all the different transaction fees and pay one grouped or whenever sometimes when they go the gold gold or points route they find ways to finagle like you know like in this case it's you can only buy a thousand coins but it's 950 to get into right so you have 50 left you're like, what, Wait, what, what are you accusing them of sir? right exactly loot it's boxes like, are always on the up and up yeah right exactly i i just think that uh there, there are better ways of of, of going about yeah, it just charge me five bucks and i put my credit card in yeah, it's Done. simple just simple just let me buy what i want yep i want that skin five bucks take it I've already paid way too much in Apex Legends, and I haven't even played as much as I should for the amount of money I've already invested. But. And now you have 35 random uh, coins left, and you don't know what to do with them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if I could turn them into candies, I would. So uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Auto Chess officially moves to the uh, to mobile and announces a $1.5 million league organized by Imba TV. So, do you think we'll see that before we see the uh, artifact tournament? <laughs> I think we, I definitely think we will. Uh, so there's a lot that can be said about this move, more than it just being like a bold leap for what was a Dota 2 mod. Uh, what do you think about the move? I think the biggest, most telling thing here is all we heard for weeks was that there were these rumors, and I wonder how dated these rumors are, yeah. because it seems fairly far along for this have already been a mobile game under development. But the rumors were Valve and NetEase were interested in the game, generally speaking, and now a different Chinese game publisher, Dragon Nest, is the ones who are helping them bring it to mobile, and fairly rapidly. In t- and so now we are no longer tied to the Dota 2 ecosystem, because Dota 2 is not available on mobile. And now Auto Chess is just becoming this thing on its own. Did Valve miss the boat? Potentially. Like, but again, great move because what is the best thing that almost any game in the last five years has done to increase its audience? And the two question two answers to that question are go to China and go on mobile. So Yeah, and what I find interesting here is that they didn't go with Tencent. They went with Dragon It almost feels like they, a bit of a fuck you, doesn't it? Maybe. Maybe. It probably was the fact that uh they didn't get the deal that they wanted from Tencent. They're like, here's two million dollars and you're like Artifact just crashed. We want $20 million. Maybe. Maybe. they Or they, they're seeing the growth that they're at, and they realize what they have on the, they have from like a, a leg up on, on these people. They might I, have also got more creative control, because we talked about what's going to happen when this thing that is a mod gets taken away and becomes officially part of Valve. Maybe Dragon has said, we'll continue to just let you develop the game, and we will financially support you. Where I can see very much because of the way Valve operates and how Valve tries to sometimes protect its brand, that they would... Uh, not want it just to be a thing that a development house went and often did on their own, and they wanted to bring it in house, and that just didn't work with the game yeah. developers. So, I mean, to be clear though, they it, for this mobile, they dropped the word Dota Two from it, yep. so it, it is, is just Auto Chess. It is not related to Dota Two. It has the same mechanics, obviously, but they've they've basically separated themselves from Valve and Dota with this move. I, I mean, it's it's bold for a studio that is essentially a fairly new, fairly small. But when you're making that much money and they've been selling – so they've also been selling the candies essentially uh, through – I've heard everything from like eBay uh, and other what? methods. Yeah, so they've been – they've essentially monetized Dota 2 auto chess in a roundabout third-party kind of way that uh, – Like I buy peppermint patties off eBay? Is this yeah, like yeah. when I buy – I want tickets to BlizzCon but I have to buy a pencil because I'm not allowed to buy tickets? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. So they've they've basically found a way to uh, add an in-game currency to it. 
without uh, actually using any kind of like model within Valsic. So there's some weird stuff around it. So that's how they've been funding it and development to begin with, uh, which, I mean, kudos to them. It's a mod. This reminds me a lot of DayZ. I just hope that this doesn't come out and completely blow up on them. I think, though, the traction that this has and the way that they're going, it, it it shouldn't. Does the disconnect from Dota cause a problem? I don't think Dota is actually. I don't think anyone cares about the fact that it's Dota. Right. I, I really don't. I don't think they do either. Okay. So I, maybe it'll carry on. So Activision, speaking of mobile, has announced Call of Duty is coming to mobile devices for free with Frontline, Free For All, Deathmatch, and Search and Destroy modes. Interestingly enough, no blackout mode. That is correct. Uh, this should come as no surprise if you've read any article with the word Activision mentioned in it, because it's all about them mobiles. Uh, these tales are still a bit scarce, uh, but if Call of Duty mobile turns out to be a success... Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like this is this is weird because I would have thought the no brainer, given how Fortnite and even Player Unknown's Battleground, which has had a lot of success on mobile, why wouldn't you just bring Blackout Mode to mobile? Again, it's because it's Activision and they do the wonk. Like they can't the, get out of their own way. The, yeah, the the thing that is right in front of them uh, is it's they just miss it. Look, look at this year. This year is going to be a weird year for Activision and Valve when the things that are right in front of them they fail to do. And Blizzard. Blizzard's already kind of started that, right? And so you're looking at some of these like core games. I'm not to go like super meta within the gaming industry. Oh, but you're looking like there. a lot of it. Like uh, Anthem is not doing well, right? Nope. People are abandoning Anthem. They're like, oh, this isn't really what I wanted, and it's kind of bouncing away. Uh, so it's I, I don't know 100 percent if if these things are uh, they if this game will do so well that it'll change the mindset of, of Activision in terms of how they want to do things, it's obvious by this that maybe they weren't even thinking about it to begin with. I, but This just feels like more spaghetti at the wall. Well, the problem is that we, we don't know much about it outside of uh, that it's beta is open now. You can uh, – not uh, signing up for beta is available now. Beta is coming in a couple of months. I also heard that I could play uh, with Zac Efron. No, no, Zach Galifianakis. Damn it! Close, close. The other poster on your wall, um, but that one's shirtless. <laughs> I. What I'm saying is, I, there's there's not a lot. I mean, you've got like a hype video for it uh, with a TBD. With Zach Galifianakis in it. With, with Zach Galifianakis in it. Is and, he shirtless? Uh, nobody. Does, he is. He's holding some cold hard steel, my friend. Cold hard steel. <laughs> I got nothing for that. All right. So I. Uh, bumbling about it seems to be the the blizzard activision thing uh, uh, that we've been talking about a lot uh and so uh, again following with tradition i'll play off uh seating that was determined by a coin flip no, no. seriously so nate manzer uh, you are special right the, so the san francisco shock and the soul dynasty actually decided which team uh, would take sixth and seventh place because what they had is they had multiple teams uh, tied for the same place. So they decided, do you want a coin flip or do you want to play for it? So of course, Shock and Dynasty are like, yes, let's play for it. Uh, but the Defiant and uh, 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 the Fusion, Fusion, yep. correct, uh, both basically chose to decide who was third and fourth by a coin flip. Oh, but it gets better. They yeah. screwed up the coin flip. Oh, is that what happened too? So what happened was they did a coin flip, and then on Twitter, or I think no, sorry, on the stream they're like heads, blah blah wins, and then they're on Twitter. Oh, sorry, we meant 
had so and so wins. They didn't That's even right. know who called what. That's right. Yeah, I saw I saw the memes going around. I haven't got a chance to watch that specific piece, but I did see the the callouts uh, that on Twitter. Like we're, they even we're in, like tweeted we're it. season two of a hundred million dollar business, and we're flipping coins and guessing wrong. Yeah, it's it's not not great. I mean, did, how was who who how was this a good idea? And also, why wouldn't you want to play for your spot in terms of seating? I think they honestly did it. Because they just wanted to see what would happen. It's just like the trolley thing to do. You're in. You're at the when you were talking about the difference between uh, seventh and eighth at this point, or sorry, sixth and seventh. Like maybe it just doesn't mean enough to them. Maybe, maybe, but third and fourth. I mean, I guess it no, comes, which is why they played right. Well, I also I think I heard today that uh, Dynasty threw wanted to do the coin flip, but Shock wanted to play, so therefore they played. So it may, they may may not have even it may not even happened. I, I can't remember. 100%. The fact that this is even a decision that needs to That's be made. Kind of is the what point. Absurd here. Yeah, the the fact that this was even an option is absurd. Uh, you play it out, or you find some other statistic to to weight this. How do you not foresee the possibility of a tie at any given point? Like, how do you not go because like, go by maps? Because their format is by... so freaking convoluted, right. they can't right. even do the math. They just cross their fingers and hope they figured out all the results. Yeah, like who played the most on Sundays? Like, okay. right, it's super. Weird. <laughs> That's going to be the next. And so now project. they've come out and said, you know, Nate and Andrew said we will never determine things that way again, and we've taken that to mean by coin flip. I took it to mean as maybe. Maybe somebody will actually tell him the right team that's associated with heads. But that being said, we should expect allegedly some changes coming in stage two of season two that will, as they say, quote unquote, reduce the likelihood further of there being tie scenarios. How do you not? How do you not foresee this? You had you, you, you had know, if only there was some analog to the Overwatch League that had a bunch of teams that played over seasons for points that they figured out how to not have them tie. Man, like I just wish I could think of one that they could just look to for inspiration. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have laid off the guy who did the math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of uh, Overwatch League Stage 2, we got the unsurprising official word that uh, our boy Baptiste is going to be available. Now we'll see if he's actually played. And also Paris is going into the map pool, which nice. not completely unexpected, but there's still some question as to whether or not it would be included in the map pool, given that the map pool rotates. Uh, so Baptiste had some time to play with him on the PTR, just went live yesterday. Um, do you think he's going to have any impact on the meta at this stage? Is it too, too soon to say? I mean, they hinted without saying it directly that he was in there to disrupt the GOAT's meta. Is that actually going to happen? I, we clearly will see some speculation of that, but I don't know if it'll actually occur. I think in terms of Batiste, I, how many hours players have had the chance to play on PTR and and with the last round of like changes or anything like that uh that is really dependent on whether or not we'll, we'll see him out early on yeah he's there to disrupt the goats meta uh in and very is very well uh capable of doing so um i i don't again we, we've seen in the past like people just aren't ready for certain characters right away they yeah. haven't uh formulated uh the good strategies with it because if he I, does break up the goats better that means everybody's got to figure out a different way to play the game potentially right and also i mean but then you're adding in another map which throws another curveball into the equation yep. uh nobody knows uh 
their their schedule or if they're actually going to play games or if it's going to come down to coin flips. So there's a lot of well, questions. Determine if you can even play in the Overwatch League this stage. You actually have to do a coin flip to see if you can even choose Batiste is really what's going to end up happening. I mean, it's just a lot of random things uh, uh, can contribute to him not picking up right away. I think by the end of stage two, I he will become a player uh, in it. I but right out of the gates. Maybe not. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's it's hard to tell. I think some people will experiment with him. I don't know if he will become a core part of the meta or if it'll disrupt Ghosts. Actually, what I'm more excited to see is the gameplay in the meta that is built around Paris, because as we talked about when the map was released, yeah, pretty unique. And I've been watching on streams, um, and there's some interesting elements to that map because of just the weird layout and the openness of the control points. Um, and I'm more excited to see what professionals do with that than I am Baptiste, which is weird to say because I'd love for Goats to go away. But I think Paris is going to have just by the nature of the fact it's a map you'll be forced onto a bigger impact on gameplay early in stage two. Yeah, I think it's, uh, again, it all depends on which players and which teams are able to try and force him into that kind of like a main role. I, I He's good utility. Yeah. I, I can't see why he wouldn't be used. So. Well, 50-50 chance on whether or not it works out. This is true. Uh, it's a coin flip, my friend. Oh, look at, there you go. Subtle Just reference. make sure you choose the right. right Heads, tails, shit. As always, you can catch us every week on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Just head over to eLeagueReport.com for all the ways to listen and subscribe. And while you're there, uh, leave us a five-star review, a two-and-a-half-star review. Flip a coin. Pick you know, pick whatever you want. And, of course, if you want to uh, talk to us more directly, you can do so over on our Discord server at Discord.eLeagueReport.com. That's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week, maybe, sort of. Who knows? Heads, tails? You, know. <laughs> you should flip a coin live on air just to see if we're going to do a show next week. Uh, there's, it's questionable because of PAX East, but yeah. Oh, that is, see? Yeah. So we could have done a whole story around it. We could have. We're very yep. short-sighted. Anyway, that's going to do it. We'll be back next week with another episode of the E-League Report. <laughs>